Welcome back, Men in Balance. We have an interview now with uh, Dr. John Rowe, who's a licensed therapist and a family counseling therapist. Uh, and we're going to talk about today couples counseling and some of the questions you may have about if I need counseling and how that might uh, transpire. So, John, I guess maybe um, my first question to you is, what are the big topics that couples typically come to you with? Well, Jerry, the... Uh the number, number one problem that people say they're having is probably communication. Uh, and I find that most couples really do have trouble uh, communicating, particularly around dealing with conflict. Uh, most people haven't grown up in families where they saw conflict handled effectively or respectfully. And uh, that usually is the first thing that uh, they state. Uh, of course, there are plenty of other crucial problems in relationships um, having to do with handling money, um, the amount or frequency of sexual intimacy and physical intimacy, and um, of course, uh, the thing that women often state is they don't feel that uh, their husbands understand them or listen to them. So, so when they say communication, that might be really an open door for a bunch of other stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, well, let's talk about this question of whether men understand them or not. Um, I mean, we are different. Men are different. We were raised differently. We were conditioned differently. Certainly our um, expectations uh, growing up are different. Um, so what is it we don't get? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's a complicated issue. Um, and I've come to think of it as a conflict of systems of reward and value that people come together in relationships and in marriage because they love each other and because they do understand each other. Uh, but when couples get caught up in the processes of um, earning a living and uh, becoming successful in the world of business, uh, or corporate culture, and then raising children, uh, you can see that the, the marital satisfaction graphs do pretty well from the time a couple uh, courts and gets married until they have their first child, and then the, the marital satisfaction drops precipitously. <laughs> and I, I think that the issue is that the, the culture of materialism and success is so vastly different from the culture of friendship and intimacy. And women often are the ones who end up holding the side of friendship and intimacy. And men are often the ones that either hold or get stuck with the values and the culture of materialism and success. And they're often like oil and water. They don't, they don't mix well together. So, so I'm just going to be clear. Are you saying then that uh, guys tend to want to acquire more toys and women want to develop the relationship is that yeah i think that's one way of saying it saying yeah. it that, that that men are conditioned to be the providers you know we are still basically um in our roots we are hunter gatherers so men are the ones uh, often uh, although sometimes you know these days you know both husband and wife may have careers that's frequently the issue uh so when they try to balance the demands of career and acquiring and accomplishing things 
with nurturing and maintaining a relationship, it becomes quite a challenge. So that's why we guys hate to hear her say, we need to talk about our relationship. <laughs> is that, that will make most men run. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it is true. I mean, um, she needs something from us, right? And, yes. and too often we're not available or able or willing or whatever to give that, right? Yes, and, and men often feel resentful uh, as if uh, the wife doesn't appreciate all that he's doing to support the family, and uh, why can't she just accept what he does offer through his efforts and his work? Why does he also have to sit down and listen and talk about feelings? Yeah, well, so all, all of a sudden, really, both parties are not getting what they thought they bargained for, right? I mean, she's wanting emotional closeness, and... He's wanting someone who's uh, approving of what he does, and neither of those needs are getting met. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier that uh, our family of origin has a lot to do with how we relate to each other. Uh, let's talk some more about that. Um, I mean, I, I, obviously we have two different sets of values coming into the marriage, and uh, those often clash, if no more than just uh, the way we learn to handle conflict, for example. Um, so... Um, why can't we just negotiate those things out? I mean, I, I, I like you, so why can't I get used to your style? <laughs> yes. Well, I, I think part of the issue is that um, the tools that we saw our parents use, the ways that, that we saw them uh, negotiate relationships, are not adequate for the model of marriage we've evolved to in hmm. our culture. So you're saying that times have changed. Times have changed. And uh, this is pretty well documented now. Terrence Real is an author who has a book called The New Rules of Marriage. And he claims that uh, around the turn of the century was the, the benchmark time when the rules changed and that the, the main precipitators of the change were the women's movement and women's capacity to, to make uh, a living almost equivalent to what men can make. So, so women have financial power they they didn't have before and they also have a voice and uh, what women really want from relationships is different from what our fathers and mothers our parents wanted from relationships they were often um, ostensibly satisfied with uh, the rewards of making a good living and having a nice home and raising kids um, the wife managing the home and managing the emotional tone of the family but around the turn of the century, the year 2000, all this changed. And uh, Terrence Real says most of us men never got the memo hmm. that the rules changed. And the, rule, the, the rules now are that um, marriage needs to provide not just for financial security and material um, possessions, but also needs to provide for... Um, daily intimacy, and not just sexual intimacy, but emotional intimacy. Um, also, um, occasional but regular periods of uh, romance, equality in decision-making, and mutuality. Uh, all these things are new to, to most marriages, and I, I often say that if the new model of marriage is a 12-hour clock, we're only in the first five minutes. Wow. So we're making a lot of mistakes. <laughs> 
Okay, so that I have to get away from this idea that I've heard some guys say that they think of marriage as like a refrigerator. You plug it in and it ought to work for about 20 years. <laughs> no maintenance, right? That's the old model. <laughs> <laughs> but it's no good. It's no good. Yeah. yeah so We, we well, can't go back. Well, uh, I think Freud was the first one to ask this question. What, what is it that women want? <laughs> I mean, do you, you got an answer on that? Uh, well, Freud's not here, so we can't ask him. Um, women want to be women. Uh, and I think, again, it's well documented that in the past, uh, up to about the turn of the century, it really was a man's world. And women pretty much had to fit into that world as the caregivers. But uh, women are saying that there's more to them than being caregivers. They also have needs, they have feelings that the, they need, need to feel that are understood by men. And also women are saying they want power. Not, not power necessarily to use over anybody, but... They want a voice. They, they want um, to be able to make a difference beyond the sphere mm-hmm. of home and family. So, so they're feeling incomplete in some way. Yes. Yeah. And they're looking to us to complete them or exactly what? Well, probably in the same way that men are looking to women to complete them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because we get conditioned in the opposite way to be providers and to be strong and to not feel... Uh, to not express needs, we see it as weakness. So, so we project all this on women mm. to carry for us, and women are saying they don't want to carry us in that wow. way. Yeah. So we got to we got to take care of ourselves to some degree. Um, I'm just curious when you got a couple that comes in for counseling and they're barely able to speak to each other, um, how do you go from there to getting differences resolved? Is that a tough road, by the way? Uh, ostensibly it seems like it is. Often women will say that I'll bring my husband, but don't expect him to talk much. And I always love that comment because, uh, I'm a little bit like, um, a bull. It, it, to me, it's a red flag. You want and, to go after it. And I want to go after it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, my bias is that because women are such natural caretakers, they often do most of the talking in the relationship, which uh, unconsciously and unintentionally shuts men down. Right. Uh, and, and men then become comfortable in the role of not talking much because they, they often don't want to bear their souls. And so it's, it's a, a self-fulfilling prophecy that, that I love to challenge in the first session. And I do that simply by um, encouraging couples to take turns talking. And, and often it's the case the man has much more to say than the woman ever dreamed. Hmm, I'm sure. In fact, I've heard guys say, um, my wife says she wants me to talk, but if I really opened up and told her what I was thinking, she couldn't handle it. So what do you say to him? Well, I think that's a little bit too strong. It's not so much that women don't want to handle it or can't handle it. It may be that they don't know how to handle it. And they don't know how to take themselves off their own pedestal of feeling like they have to work so hard to take care of men and take care of the family. 
uh, their challenge is to learn to, to listen, to learn to be receptive, to learn to take some of the pressure off themselves. I guess we need to put a disclaimer in here that not all men are this way. In mm-hmm. fact, I see some men who uh, claim that their wives are the ones who are silent, and so I, I suppose it can go either way. Um, but in, in the case of uh, a couple that's wrestling with communication issues of this depth, um, it just seems to me that uh, for men to make a lot of progress in that area where where a wife would say, now you're getting there, uh, that's, a, that's a big effort. It's really a gargantuan effort. Uh, I can remember uh, when I started my clinical training, I was involved in a very intensive uh, group experience as a chaplain in a hospital, and that's where I became unfrozen. Uh, I had kept my feelings to myself, didn't want to be seen as vulnerable, didn't want to expose my soul, and it was terrifying. Mm. And if it's that way for me, I think it's that way for most men. Absolutely. So so really, we're talking about a guy who has spent most of his adult life uh, being told not to express himself. Then he's in a marriage all of a sudden where that's a requirement. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And the whole idea of expressing feelings is often not in a, a man's memory bank. Mm. So, um, if women's issues and men's issues are um, somewhat different, it sounds like, though, at the root, they're similar in, in some ways. I mean, they both need affirmation from each other. They both need some assurance that the other person is uh, in this thing for the long haul and all of that. Yes. Yes, and if couples can remember what it was like when they courted. Mm. Because courting is so different from a normal experience. Uh, During the courting phase, most people let down all their defenses. And it's it's not uncommon for couples to remember uh, hour upon hour upon hour of talking by phone or emailing or uh, just spending time uh, whiling the hours away, uh, exposing themselves to each other. And so we, we get away from that in marriage. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. So uh, we have a couple minutes left. So you, you got any pointers for either the men or the women coming to counseling? What would you say? Well, that's a, a great question. You know, one of my uh, most frequent pointers to couples is just to ask them to reflect on how much time they've invested in becoming successful in their jobs or even as parents versus how much time have they invested in studying what it takes to nurture a long-term relationship. And it's not uncommon for most couples to say they've never read a book, Mm. they've never gone to a class, they've never attended a retreat. And when they begin to look at actually unconsciously how they have really uh, not attended to these kinds of things, they become curious, and there, there's lots of resources that couples can begin to tune into to, to build some concepts and vocabulary they can use with each other. I've heard uh, a lot of men say, I refuse to go to counseling because I want to be able to fix any problem I've got myself. Is that That's not right. <laughs> well, <laughs> can, can that be right? <laughs> it's, it's obviously not right, and it will bode uh, ill for their relationship. Um, uh, and if the truth be told, most men don't come to therapy until they see that 
that kind of macho John Wayne approach just doesn't work. Hmm. And and he gets his first clue from the wife who says that ain't working, right? Or she says, "Not tonight, dear." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. enough times. <laughs> enough <now>. times. <laughs> okay, well, this is great. I want to pursue this maybe again in a later discussion. Uh, thanks to you for being with us, John. John Rowe, who's a clinical uh, counselor and a family counselor, and thank you for your time. And uh, this is Men in Balance. Hope you have a good day.